Welcome back to the Kentucky Resilience Lab. Today, I'm joined by my good friend and colleague, Sam. Everybody say hi to Sam. And today, we're actually going to talk a little bit about self-talk, specifically negative self-talk and how we can actually restructure any negative self-talk to be a little bit more positive and instructive and we'll learn a little bit about what each of those words mean in terms of self-talk as well and um, how that can help you achieve more optimal performance. So first off, we're going to take a quick second to actually define self-talk. It's kind of this, um, you know, luring idea that everybody seems to be knowledge of, knowledgeable of, but maybe doesn't necessarily know the exact details about it. So we're going to unpack it a little bit. So self-talk is always there. It's omnipresent, whether you are consciously aware of it um, or if it's happening in your subconscious. You have hundreds of thousands of thoughts that go through your mind per day. And a lot of those are in relation to yourself. And that is exactly it. That is self-talk in and of itself. In short, self-talk is the narrative that we write about ourselves and we tell ourselves. So it can really have an impact, um, whether it be a positive or a negative impact on our everyday life and even our performance. With or anything along those lines. How do you feel when your coach is yelling at you from the bench if you don't perform as well in practice as you hope to, if your stats weren't as good as they were last year, when you seem to be the star of a negative or what your coach might call a constructive team video session, if your coach moves you down the depth chart, in those situations, are you kind to yourself? Are you compassionate? Are you understanding? Are you accepting? For a lot of athletes, the answer is no. We typically become overly self-critical and harsh and negative in the way that we talk to ourselves when it feels like things aren't really going our way. And that's what we call negative self-talk. Generally, when you talk about negative self-talk and people hear that, they think it's, it's almost mean and cruel. It's things like, I suck today. You know, my coach shouldn't have put me in this position. I don't belong out here right now. But that's not always the case. I think the reason a lot of us as athletes don't always recognize our negative self-talk is because we aren't necessarily overtly harsh and mean to ourselves instead we might say something like don't miss or i can't make another bad pass or i won't make another bad pass and it doesn't sound so bad and like mean to yourself but we aren't and while we aren't necessarily tearing ourselves down with those examples they're still framed negatively and it'll still negatively impact your performance i think that's a really good point sam um you know negative self-talk gets this rap that it is being absolutely vicious to to ourselves maybe pointing out our flaws Um, but exactly what you said it can just be almost giving ourselves an ultimatum like oh we can't miss this next free throw right um so to go a little bit deeper into self-talk 
we actually can split it up into four different categories and negative self-talk is just one of those, uh, one of those categories. So negative self-talk, as we've kind of mentioned, um, usually associated with our worst performances, um, our not so good days, our maybe really bad days. And um, it can be anything from I suck to I better make this time or I better not miss this pass, right? It's giving, um, giving ourselves an ultimatum or I will never keep my, spot, uh, my starting spot after playing a game like that. You know, anything um, associated to ourselves that can be interpreted in a negative way. And then we've got positive self-talk on, on the converse side of that. And that's usually associated with our better performances. And sometimes our best performances may say uh, something along the lines of like, damn, that felt good, right? After, after a game and you kind of brush your shoulders off and, and you're feeling good, right? Um, it, it's knowing that, that you've performed well, maybe even optimally. That's usually when, um, when we talk to ourselves in, in a positive way. And then that third category, we've got um, technical or instructional. Those, those words are kind of interchangeable here. Um, and when we use that category to describe self-talk, um, it usually allows us to cue a certain action in maybe a physical movement or um, an everyday routine or a routine of physical movements can sound something like a pre-shot routine, right? Like take a deep breath here and then, you know, you have your approach where you put your left foot in front of the other, et cetera. So it's more focused on the physical technicalities of your sport or, uh, or performance. And then lastly, we've got neutral self-talk. Neutral self-talk and short really can be anything outside of what you are focused on, um, whether that be positive, negative, good, bad, productive, unproductive, whatever. Usually it's um, an unproductive thought that pops in can actually help an athlete step back from something that's causing him or her stress in that, in that moment. I don't know. I mean, I think back to my cross country days where we would run miles and all I could think about was what I was having for dinner. Right. Mom's making spaghetti. I hope so. Now that, that would help, that would help kind of get those miles, um, miles down a little bit easier. And each type, each category of self-talk, negative, positive, technical, and neutral, they all serve their own purposes and they all uh, show up in, in different instances like we said, positive, it's usually associated with our, our better performances, those really awesome games or performances where we leave and we're like, hell yeah, I did it right. I did it well. I know that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. Negative, it's that complete opposite feeling. We really associate it with our poor performances and we leave and it's almost like we've got that hollow feeling in our chest, like we could have done more. We know that we should have done more. 
technical and instructional um, really helps us, like I said, kind of keep in the zone, really getting into that optimal zone of performance right there, really building that uh, pre-race routine or that pre-shot routine. It's all, you know, if you, I used to wake up every day on race day and have the exact same breakfast. And for me, that was a way of just maintaining consistency. And I know we've talked about consistency in, in earlier episodes. So in technical and instructional self-talk really plays into that idea of consistency and um, really focusing on controlling those controllables. Lastly, we've got neutral, maybe just to help us forget about what's not going well, or maybe what's just really hard, causing us a, a little bit of stress in, in that moment. Yeah, those are all really good examples that that game day breakfast, or race day breakfast, totally, totally on board with that. I loved eating the same thing before games. It, it made me feel consistent. Um, so as Katie mentioned earlier, the focus of today is controlling that negative self-talk. So, uh, although sometimes it can feel as though, you know, we're being self-aware in these instances, we don't want to let it get out of hand. So we're going to talk about what we like to call the self-talk tailspin, which I'm sure a lot of you have found yourself in. You kind of start feeling self-aware and you feel like you're in tune with your mistakes. You know what to do. You think you can fix them easily. And then you set expectations that feel totally achievable at the time and it's totally realistic and you have an all or nothing mindset and then you suddenly start losing confidence you lose your ability to concentrate you might find yourself getting nervous or anxious if you're anything like me it may kind of translate to overthinking everything that you're doing or overcompensating in hopes that you'll make up for these mistakes that you've made like i know there have been a million games that I've played where if I have one really bad shift, I think I better make up for it on the next shift if I want to keep playing. And then obviously I continue to play quite poorly. So the last thing you want to be doing is getting yourself so worked up and talking yourself so negatively that you find yourself getting more nervous, overthinking and overcompensating because that'll just keep that vicious cycle going downwards. I'm so, so, so we're going to walk you through a little activity here. Um, so we want you to pause and just think for a second. If you have a piece of paper handy, you can jot down what you're coming up with. But if not, just take the time to reflect on what we're asking you. So during your last practice or game or competition, in a moment where you weren't too happy with your performance, what were you saying to yourself? Write down or reflect on what you said. Think about how it sounded, the wording you used. Did you say, you know, don't miss another pass or make the next pass. Think of the way you felt in the moment and did you notice any changes in your body? Did you notice that your shoulders were right, your ears, your jaw was clenched, your hands were tight, you know, your, your toes were curled? What was your body doing? How was your breathing? How was your mindset? Using what you just wrote down or reflected on, think about how you could change that language to reflect a more positive or even a more neutral an instructive self-talk style. Uh, I know when a lot of athletes hear positive self-talk, you think you have to be, you know, your, your biggest, your own biggest fan, which would be great if we could all do that. But there are a lot of athletes who are so self-critical that getting to a positive mindset and a very positive mindset at that seems unrealistic. So just start with a neutral mindset if you kind of have to. 
but be honest with yourself about it. No one else is going to hear or see what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So there's no point sugarcoating something that no one else is ever going to see. So use this time to reflect and be sincere and truthful to what you're actually saying to yourself, because that's the only way you're going to start to change those behaviors and those thoughts. Yeah, I... I love that idea of brutal honesty with oneself here. Um, we like you said, Sam, we like to be our worst, our own worst enemies and we're our harshest critics. But then sometimes when we go through activities like the one you just led us through, we really aren't honest with ourselves. This is the time that we're not, we're not brutal. Maybe we're, we're a little too nice and we sugarcoat things like, like you said. Um, so I, I like that, that honesty piece and really um, avoiding filtering through these thoughts right here and being really reflective because this activity, you know, it's a way that we can truly restructure our thought processes and um, we can, change them, shift them to be more positive and instructive and maybe even more neutral, right? If somebody is hypercritical of, of themselves, then maybe just obtaining and maintaining neutral self-talk is, is good for them, right? Maybe already that's, that's a shift in the right direction. So a more positive and instructive or more neutral in, in those more extreme cases will help your thoughts to be more productive overall and assist your performance. You'll, you'll perform better. Um, and allowing us to focus on something almost outside of ourselves, maybe a physical movement, right? To get out of our own heads in this instant. It can help us even focus on what's coming next in the sporting event or performance and really focusing on what's important rather than you know, what we can't change, something that's in the past. So it's kind of this idea, right? Like just how we learned to swim, um, maybe dribble a basketball, ride a bike, do a cartwheel. I still can't do a cartwheel, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, um, learning how to restructure your self-talk, just like all of those skills that we've learned throughout our lives, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Like I, I played competitive volleyball for 13 years. If I go and try to play roller hockey, there's no way in hell that I'll be up to your level. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's this idea of we, we have to practice and we've got to we've got to train our brains to be able to do this. And we've got to we've got to practice and strengthen that muscle in the same way that we strengthen, strengthen our biceps. So we're actually going to walk through a four-step process that can help us restructure that self-talk. First step, it's just being aware. Being aware, first you have to know that you're doing it, right? It's this awareness piece that it is happening. I, I know I mentioned that self-talk is omnipresent. It's always there. The first step in that restructuring piece is acknowledging that it's happening. And then I really loved what you said in that activity about thinking about even physical sensations, like how you felt when you were thinking those thoughts. That, that also plays a part in, in that awareness, right? Because maybe we didn't know that we were engaging in negative self-talk, but 
our palms got sweaty. And just being aware of that physical sensation brings us a little bit of awareness in terms of um, mental thoughts, right? Mental sensations. That next step, we've got appraisal. So kind of blends right in post that awareness piece. It's evaluating what's happening and maybe even categorizing the type of self-talk that you're engaging in, whether it's positive, negative, technical, or neutral, you know, kind of labeling it as, as that. And then if it is negative self-talk, if you find after, you know, bringing that awareness piece and appraising uh, where you're at and really thinking about it, evaluating it, if you find that you're engaging in negative self-talk, how can you shift it to be more positive or instructive or neutral? So it kind of brings us to this third step of a substitution piece. If something's not going right in a game, you know, the coach is going to substitute another player. So in this minute, if something's not going right in our brains, if a thought is not being helpful or productive in our overall performance, after we go through this aware awareness and appraisal, Next, we substitute it with something that can be more beneficial. We substitute it with something that can be more productive in our overall performance. And then lastly, we've got evaluation. So it kind of brings us back to that activity that you mentioned, Sam, really considering what was helpful, what was successful. Did it help you focus on the task at hand? If not, how can we adopt another type of thought process the next time. So it's kind of um, this, this four-step four process, but honestly, you can even combine it a little bit to make it feasible for an in-competition or in-performance time. Really just quick identification of the self-talk. So it kind of combines that awareness and appraisal piece that we were talking about. Second, stopping it stop it right in its tracks, and then third, replacing it. And then maybe once you have a little bit more time, you add in that evaluation piece. Maybe that's what happens when you break down a game during film with your teammates. Um, but something that you can do just kind of like quick in game time, um, you know, identify any self negative self-talk, stopping that negative self-talk, and then replacing it and going on with with your sport or performance right there. So that's just a really quick way that you can kind of change it. And then um, we talked a little bit about how to go about it if you've got a little bit more time, like you said, Sam. Yeah, for sure. I think one more piece I just want to add real quick is that this doesn't happen overnight. You don't practice this, you know, during one practice or one game and suddenly – you're totally fine and you're totally set. This is something that you have to practice and you have to, you have to make it like your default because for a lot of us, the default is to be harsh. You have to train yourself and train your mindset to have the positive default and that negative piece you have to like force on yourself really. So start working on it now, keep working on it and be kind to yourself as you work on it because it is going to take time. It's, it's a new skill it's a complete mind, mindset shift. So it'll take time just, and just keep working at it. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. I think, you know, 
nothing happens overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day, right? That's what, exactly. that's what they tell us. So uh, <laughs> patience is not one of my best virtues, but I'm working on it. Um, but Sam, thank you so much for your perspective. I think, you know, this is going to be really helpful for our listeners and um, you know, self-talk is something that we all struggle with. And uh, the less shy we are about having these kinds of conversations, these brutally honest conversations, the, the better that we will all perform overall. So I, I appreciate everything you said and all the, all the guidance that you've given us today. Well, back at you. I'm always happy to be here. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in on another episode of the Kentucky Resilience Lab. Check back in on our Instagram at KYResLab for some other really cool stuff. We've got an IGTV posted up there that is super interesting with your girl, Sam. So definitely give that a watch. Um, She and Michaela have some real, really cool, um, you know, contextual pieces that, that they unpack that can be helpful resources in, in your everyday lives. So be sure to check that out and can't wait to hang with you guys again soon. Thanks.